Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There are plenty of reasons not to enjoy a job. Long hours, low pay, and co-workers called Scott Tailford who just can't accept that Eleanor is good, actually, can all contribute to pushing someone out the door. There are some out there who have the luxury of throwing their name tags on the floor and storming out of employment, but the same cannot be said for movie stars. Whether they're talked into a role or artistic plans change through shooting, once an actor is locked in a film, they're contractually locked in. With millions of dollars on the line, most actors wrapped in projects they don't like just grit their teeth and get on with it. What's weirder though is sometimes actors actually hated working on movies that turned out great, beloved by millions in fact. Whether it was the conditions or the material itself, they had a miserable time so everyone else could enjoy themselves. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 actors who hated working on amazing movies. Number 10, the whole cast, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The 1975 classic Monty Python and the Holy Grail has been hailed as one of the greatest comedies of all time, and you'd think that the cast and crew making it would have had a blast. That doesn't seem to be the case for many of the performers though, who while joking about it today, had an awful time coping with the wet and dreary conditions of filming in not so sunny Scotland. I bet they wouldn't say that to Andy Murray's face. When a day of shooting wrapped up, the cast and crew scarpered off to their hotels where limited baths and showers were available. With the cast pretty much agreeing that shooting the film made them all miserable, it doesn't really show in the finished product of the film. Then again, the troupe's next film, Life of Brian, was shot in Tunisia, so maybe the cast just felt that their next feature needed warmer climates, for comedy purposes of course, and definitely nothing else. Number 9. Ed Harris, The Abyss the idea that actors would be submerged underwater for such a long time should, in theory, have many precautions taken to ensure that no actor ever feels that their life is at risk. This was strangely not the case with James Cameron's The Abyss though, which, if you can't remember, is like 80% water and 20% plot, and while a few cast members walked away with not too fond memories from the set, it was Ed Harris who endured the worst treatment for any actor put under those particular circumstances. The fact that Harris might have drowned once on set is upsetting enough to think about, but given the fact that he nearly drowned under Cameron's watch multiple times should warrant a level-headed person to step in and shut the production down for being far too dangerous. That didn't happen though, and instead Harris was so physically and mentally broken by the experience that not only did he get into altercations with the director, but he was also emotionally drained as well. At one point driving home from the set, Harris broke down in tears from the toll the film took on him. When asked about his time making the abyss, Harris had this to say, quote, 
Asking me how I was treated on the abyss is like asking a soldier how he was treated in Vietnam, end quote. That is a bold comparison to make. Number eight, Molly Ringwald, The Breakfast Club. Method acting is a controversial practice. The idea of embodying a role even when the cameras have stopped filming isn't necessarily a bad thing, but if the role is somewhat antagonistic, then it can be a grueling task for everyone else on set. Sadly for Molly Ringwald, she was forced to succumb to Judd Nelson's method behaviour on the set of the coming-of-age classic The Breakfast Club. When he wasn't buying beer for underage teenagers, Nelson focused his off-camera attention on antagonising his on-screen love interest Claire, played by Ringwald. Nelson's harassment of Ringwald got so intense that the film's director John Hughes threatened to fire Nelson, no doubt reminding him that he was a 25-year-old man and Ringwald at the time was only 16. The experience certainly harmed Ringwald's time making the film, and while it was Hughes who vowed to never work with Nelson again, Ringwald's long-standing professional relationship with Hughes assured played a part in that decision making. Number 7. Sir Alec Guinness, Star Wars Oh, what any movie fan would give to be a fly on the wall when the first Star Wars movie was being made. The grassroots budget, the cast and crew making it up as they went along, the imaginative costumes and the funny little robot lads, I bet it was a great, great time. While over 40 years later there is still a huge appreciation for the films, one particular cast member couldn't wait for the whole thing to end, and it wasn't Harrison Ford for a change. While Sir Alec Guinness might have come across as wise, comforting and understanding as Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was the complete opposite offset as he described the first Star Wars flick as fairy tale rubbish, which admittedly between some production issues on set his negative views might have been warranted. Still, Sir Alec Guinness eventually warmed to the film as time went by in the fandom group, and I bet having a 2% slice of the profits definitely helped sway his feelings in the end too. Number 6. Richard Dreyfus, Jaws Given the on-screen chemistry and relationship of all the shark hunters in Jaws, one might assume that all three leads got on famously in real life. Out in the sea for such a long time, the camaraderie must have been something akin to the kids from Stand By Me or something, but with more water. Well, it turns out that it was anything but, as Robert Shaw took an immediate dislike to Richard Dreyfus. While the two characters bickered on screen, it seemed to continue when the cameras weren't rolling, as Shaw and Dreyfus's relationship got increasingly worse. Shaw's dislike for Dreyfus stemmed from the younger actor's pompous attitude. Shaw was an acting veteran and saw Dreyfus as someone who needed putting in his place. When Shaw wasn't hurling abuse at Dreyfus, he was taunting the young actor's meekness, daring him to climb on top of the ship's mast, which was nearly 100 feet in the air, and jump straight into the water, as well as challenging Dreyfus to perform 20 push-ups, which sounds exactly like a dynamic ripped straight from the office or something. Their relationship did heal eventually during shooting, ironically during the pivotal bonding scene between the three hunters, but it's a shame that their professional relationship got off to such a rocky start. Number 5. Debbie Reynolds, Singing in the Rain The 1952 classic Singing in the Rain asked a lot of its cast members. For the three main leads, any missed beat in their voice or choreography meant reshooting a take. And for the late and great Debbie Reynolds, only 19 years old at the time, she found herself overwhelmed by her co-star and the film's director, Gene Kelly, whose perfectionist nature made the whole shoot a torturous experience. Reynolds had never danced to such an intense degree before, and had to work quickly to get to Kelly's level. Any missed step was met by the berating of Kelly, and further pushed the performer to damage her own body. While Kelly's verbally aggressive tirades were also inflicted on Donald O'Connor, 
it was Reynolds who received the lion's share of the abuse. Hell, once after filming the infamous good morning sequence, Reynolds had to be physically carried to her dressing room after bursting blood vessels in her feet. Another time the rehearsals were so intense, she was later found crying underneath a piano by Fred Astaire of all people. Number 4. Jeremy Renner, The Avengers A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, and in the first Avengers movie, that weak link came in the form of Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner's disdain for the first Avengers film was so apparent that he openly attempted to get his character killed off, faking heart attacks between filming scenes and asking director Joss Whedon to take out Hawkeye if and when they needed to. But why? Well, it might have something to do with the fact that within the first five minutes of meeting Hawkeye on screen in this movie, he's mind controlled and turned into a secondary villain for two thirds of the film. Renner was understandably upset that his character wasn't explored as much as the others in the film, but thankfully as the years went by, Hawkeye became a three-dimensional character within the franchise. Whether it was Marvel's plan or not to give Hawkeye more to do in later films is anyone's guess, but who knows, if he hadn't voiced his frustration in the first film, we might not have learned about his wife and kids in the later flicks, and he might not have become as well-loved as he is. Number 3. Matt Damon, The Bourne Ultimatum You've got to give it to Matt Damon, he knows a good script when he sees one. The actor might be most famous these days for his role as amnesiac super spy Jason Bourne, and in 2007, Damon was ready to rock for a third outing. But then he got the script, penned by previous Bourne writer Tony Gilroy, and something seemed a bit off. Gilroy's script for the Bourne Ultimatum was a first draft that he handed in before embarking on his own directorial debut. Without any revisions, rewrites, or mop-ups to plot holes, Gilroy dropped the script and then bolted out the door, not unlike a uni student handing in an essay at the last minute. Damon was understandably upset with the messy script, and it got his back up even more when Gilroy insisted on a solo screenwriting credit despite the rewrite and fixes that were made on the day. Damon famously called Gilroy's script unreadable and a career ender, and the two have spat venom at each other ever since. Number two. Burt Reynolds, Boogie Nights. Right out of the gate, I just want to say that pretty much nobody had a good time making Boogie Nights. And while bonus points do have to be awarded to Mark Wahlberg's reluctance and still disdain for the film, the top prize has to be awarded to acting legend Burt Reynolds. Before he even slipped into the red shirt of porn producer Jack Horner, Reynolds was aggressively reluctant to take the role, only relenting after numerous offers from the film's director, Paul Thomas Anderson. Burt Reynolds loathed the film, and its background seemed to disgust him more and more as research into the porn industry and speaking to performers made him physically repulsed. During filming, his clashes with Paul Thomas Anderson were so visceral and so frequent, they resulted in a fistfight that should have got the movie legend kicked off set. But Anderson was passionate about his project, even if Reynolds thought otherwise. After filming completed, Reynolds had his agent fired for suggesting he even take the movie. But during awards season later on, Reynolds did find himself winning a Golden Globe for his performance, and he was nominated for an Oscar, so I guess the more you hate the movie, the more recognition you actually get for it. Number 1. Harrison Ford, Blade Runner Genuine question here, has Harrison Ford ever liked anything? It's hard to imagine issues on the Blade Runner set, but from the get-go, Ford had problems with the Philip K. Dick adaptation. From the script to character motivations, all the way to the hidden meanings of the film, Ford clashed with director Ridley Scott on everything. With the multiple director's cuts and alternate versions of the finished film, it might start grading on any actor. 
for Ford, his portrayal of Rick Deckard was undermined by his disagreements with Scott about whether or not the detective was a replicant, and that the earlier drafts with voiceovers from Deckard's detective elements. With Ford calling Blade Runner one of the most frustrating films he's ever made, it's no wonder he doesn't like to talk about it all that much. Especially with all of the post-production changes that were made that Ford or Rutger Hauer weren't notified about. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.